Shalom, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Sid. I have Brother Joshua assisting me today. We are the Commandment Keepers Church. We have a detailed lesson prepared for our brothers and sisters internationally. Today's lesson will be titled Trust Issues, brothers and sisters. Trust Issues. Trust Issues is usually a consequence of salivating for control. A struggle to relinquish the ability to control the narrative, brothers and sisters. So today we will discuss what faith looks like from a biblical perspective, brothers and sisters. And you can't talk about faith without going to Hebrews. We're going to read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now faith is the, sub the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the nature of faith is the trust in the dark, brothers and sisters, when all appearances are against it. It's a strong conviction despite the lack of material evidence, brothers and sisters. There's something key, though. I don't want you to miss it. Please read that again, brother. Verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The what, brother? The evidence of things not seen. See? So if the substance is visible, those there's no use for faith, brothers and sisters. Are you seeing that clearly? Let's jump to verse 6, brother. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. What did that say, brother? But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without confidence in the Most High, it is impossible, brothers and sisters. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That do what, brother? That diligently seek him. So without trust, there can be no relationship, brothers and sisters. So its importance cannot be overemphasized. Without faith, there is no capacity for communion with the Most High at all, brothers and sisters. Faith is the commerce of the kingdom. We're going to read that one more time and then we'll move on. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Never has been a man recorded in Scripture who did please the Most High without faith, brothers and sisters. And that's why the Most High um, stimulated us to put a comprehend, uh, comprehensive study in regards to faith, because without that faith, it's impossible to please him. No matter how many laws you're following and all that's fine, all that's good. But if you don't operate utilizing faith, brothers and sisters, you will not be able to please your creator. So we're going to use the Bible. We're going to use the, the literature that we have before us to do what? To give us a biblical perspective of what faith is, because the Christian church have misconstrued what faith actually is, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Habakkuk in the Old Testament, brothers and, <clears throat> brothers and sisters. <clears throat> Please follow us to Habakkuk 3. We're going to read 17 through 19, brothers and sisters. Habakkuk 3, verse 17. <clears throat> Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. 
Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet what, brother? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. So we're reading the greatest expression of faith in all of the Bible, brothers and sisters. Let's let's read that from the top, brother, please. Verse 17. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive tree shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet what, brother? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. So look at that, brothers and sisters. Habakkuk commits to praising the Most High regardless of external circumstances. Because the the text of 17 said there there's no blossom on the fig tree. There's no fruit on the vines. The olive shall fail. There's no meat in the fo- in the fold, brothers and sisters. And then what did he say in verse 18, brother? Verse 18. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. So he's saying, nevertheless, even though there's no evidence, <laughs> there's no evidence of his favor, I will rejoice. See? So Habakkuk's joy was not dependent on physical blessings, brothers and sisters. Can you read 19, brother? Verse 19, the Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine high places, to the chief singers of my stringed instruments. Now look at that, brothers and sisters. Faith will make you praise the Most High, even in the face of desolation. That's telling the Most High, listen, I'll praise you without evidence. (laughs) You got good credit with me. That's what he's asking for, brothers and sisters. That's what he's asking for. Even when it doesn't look like, you know, it doesn't look good. It looks gloomy. It looks dreary. Habakkuk is saying, yet I will rejoice in the Most High, even though the evidence is not there. That's faith. Because if the evidence is there, brothers and sisters, that's not faith. So that's why we bring this out, because when you read the law, brothers and sisters, and the Bible say, don't eat this. It doesn't take any faith to do that. Because you're reading it right there, brothers and sisters. So it doesn't take faith to follow the law. So this is something completely separate from me looking at Leviticus 11 and and seeing what the dietary laws are and then, uh, you know, acquiescing to what I'm reading, brothers and sisters. Let's magnify that point. Let's go to 2 Corinthians in the New Testament, Brother Joshua. Please follow us, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. What did that say, brother? For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, brothers and sisters, walk speaks of how we live our lives, how we conduct ourselves. Could you read that one more time? Verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Not by what? Not by sight. Walking by sight speaks of choosing to live based upon how things naturally appear. Or feel, brothers and sisters. And guess what? The problem with sight is that it only shows us the surface of things, brothers and sisters. Let's read that again, brother. Second Corinthians five, Second Corinthians five, verse seven. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Brothers and sisters, we're gonna learn how to do that today because I know a lot of people know this scripture. You see it on bookmarks, you see it on t-shirts, you see it on bumper stickers. So, guess what? We are going to go into it today, brothers and sisters. 
Walking by faith requires a willingness to suffer and sacrifice. That's part of walking by faith, brothers and sisters. Even when the appearance, the evidence is not there, brothers and sisters. Let's show you. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians now. We're not going too far. Just one book prior. We'll go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We'll have Brother Joshua read verse 22. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 22 For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. Read that again brother please. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. So Paul points out the characteristics of two primary cultures brothers and sisters. Israel demands visible evidence before obedience. Now when it says you'll notice that it only it usually says Jews all throughout the New Testament. Even though it's referring to all the Israelites. Why is that? Because during this time, the other 10 tribes, the, the native tribes, the Hispanic tribes, some of the Asian tribes, brothers and sisters, they were already taken out of the land. So 721 BC, they came to the Western world, brothers and sisters. So you'll only see the word Jews. It wasn't speak. It won't speak to any other tribes in the New Testament, even though it's referring to all of the children of Israel. Let's read that one more time. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 22. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. See, so we're reading Israel's refusal to believe in God's way of formulating truth, brothers and sisters. We need visible evidence. But the Greeks, on the other hand, the Edomites, on the other hand, they seek after wisdom. We're such a physical specimen, brothers and sisters, that we only like things that are tangible. Brothers and sisters, there has never been a people more difficult to be persuaded of the truth than Israel, brothers and sisters. And we're going to show you that because here it is. Paul is saying this in Corinthians. Let's also see what Christ says. Let's go to Matthew, brother. We're going to go to the gospel. We're going to go to Matthew 8 and we're going to read 5 through 10, brother Joshua. Matthew 8, verse 5. And when Christ was entered into Capernaum, Capernaum, there came on a him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Saying what, brother? Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy and grievous tormented and grievously tormented. And Christ said unto him, What did he say? I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. What did he say, brother? I am, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a, a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. And to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Christ heard it, he marveled. He did what, brother? He marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. What did he say? I have found, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. So this teaches us that the most, excuse me, that the most faithful people frequently consider themselves the most unworthy, brothers and sisters. Those who lack faith are usually smothered in pride because here it is. We have a Gentile, 
brothers and sisters. We have an Edom, we have a Gentile here who he told Christ, I don't even need you to come to my house to heal him. You just say the word and I have faith that they're healed. And what did Christ say? Could you read verse 10 again, brother? Verse 10. When Christ heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Why is he saying that? Because true faith requires no visible sign, brothers and sisters. <laughs> the centurion said, I don't even need you to come to my house. You say the word, I have faith that they're healed. There's no visible sign. I don't even need you to come under my roof. I'm unworthy for you to come under my roof. Just give the word. He's telling the Messiah just to give the word, brothers and sisters. And even here, Christ magnifies our lack of faith, which results in separation from the Most High God, brothers and sisters. He's telling the centurion, I, ha I can't find this faith anywhere in the children of Israel. So here it is. Christ is magnifying this in the gospel. Brothers and sisters, let's see. Let's go to the Old Testament and see if this was still the case during the time of Moses, Moshe. We're going to go to Deuteronomy. We're going to the Torah. Deuteronomy 32 and 20, brothers and sisters. Please follow us. Deuteronomy 32, verse 20. And he said, I will hide my face from them, and I will see what their end shall be. For they are a very forward generation. They are a what, brother? They are a very forward generation. Children in whom is no faith. Children who what, brother? Children in whom is no faith. So look at that. This magnifies our histrionics of faithlessness, brothers and sisters. Because here, the, the previous scripture, you had Christ saying we had no faith. And now you have Moses saying this generation here have no faith. So guess what? Israel is unreliable because they lack faith, which, was resu which results in disobedience, brothers and sisters. We wanted to show you when Paul said the Jews or the Israelites require a sign, there's something in our nature, brothers and sisters, that we struggle with believing in things we can't see or that we can't touch. We struggle with that. And that's why we had to take the time, brothers and sisters, and put this together for our brothers and sisters, because we know you're struggling with it. It's in your DNA. It's in your blood, brothers and sisters. Let's read that one more time, brother, please. Deuteronomy 32, verse 20. <clears throat> and he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be, for they are a very forward generation. Very perverse. Children in whom is no faith. Children whom what, brother? Children in whom is no faith. See? So a lack in faith has always been an impediment to our success, brothers and sisters. All the way from the Torah, or the first five books of the Bible, all the way to the gospel, which is during the times of Christ's life, brothers and sisters. We've been struggling with this. And we have to get that under control. Why? Because the time to come, you're really going to have to exercise that faith, brothers and sisters. Now, are we saying each individual Israelite have no faith? No. We're saying as a whole, according to biblical literature, we struggle in that department. And that's okay for now. That's something we have to make a concerted effort, brothers and sisters, to change. We're going to go to Wisdom of Solomon in the Apocrypha. Brothers and sisters, 
Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 2. Wisdom of Solomon, 1, verse 2. For he will be found of them that tempt him not, and, sh and showeth himself on a such as do not distrust him. Read that again, brother, please. Verse 2. For he will be found of them that tempt him not, and showeth himself on a such as do not dis distrust him. See, so this is the Most High's response to distrust, brothers and sisters. Our lack of trust causes us tremendous stress in life, brothers and sisters. Are you seeing that? He revealed himself to those who trust him, brothers and sisters. Let's read that one more time. <clears throat> Wisdom of Solomon 1 verse 2. For he will be found of them that tempt him not, and showeth himself on the such as do not distrust him. Continue, brother. For forward thoughts separate from God. Read that again. For forward thoughts separate from God, and his power, when it is tried, reproveth the wise. See, the so, unwise. see, so this is his response to distrust, brothers and sisters. Forward thoughts separate from the Most High. So look at that. This lack of trust is emblematic to suffering itself, brothers and sisters. See, we will be inundated with afflictions and obstacles because of what? Because of our lack of faith, our lack of trust, brothers and sisters. When somebody tells you they don't trust you, especially somebody that you love, that hurts Brothers and sisters, that means I have no confidence in you. I have to do it myself. You won't look out for me. How do you think that makes the most I feel, brothers and sisters? The, the same one that give you each breath. The same one that wake you up in the morning. The same one that sustained you, provided for you, and protected you well before you knew you were an Israelite. How do you think that makes them feel, brothers and sisters? And because of that... It would be impossible to please him. And we're going to highlight that. We're going to magnify that. We're going to go to Hebrews 5 and 12. We're going back to the New Testament. I know we're jumping around here, brothers and sisters. But uh, it's important enough in which we must do so. Hebrews 5 verse 12. What does that say, brother? For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracle of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Now look at that, brothers and sisters. Just, just like being a baby. You can't feed a newborn baby a steak, brothers and sisters. You have to give them milk. And as they grow and they get teeth, then you can give them meat. He's saying, listen, when, at the time when you ought to be teaching, you have to learn again. Why is he saying that? Because the Most High is cognizant of the fact that the teachings have been corrupted, brothers and sisters. There is a misconception that faith is believing God will give me what I pray for, what my heart desires. And guess what? That's not faith. That's foolishness, which will have disastrous results, brothers and sisters. Let's read that one more time, brother. <clears throat> Hebrews 5, verse 12. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers... Ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracle of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. See, so we had to go into this because predominantly Christians have taught us that faith means whatever I ask for, he'll give me. That's dangerous, brothers and sisters. That is very dangerous. Because why? 
because in hope of profit or pleasure, we will forsake the Most High and his instruction. Faith is saying when he doesn't give me what it is I want, I trust that he's making the right decision. That's faith, brothers and sisters. I trust his plan, even though I want this, even though I want to go here. He's saying, no, I'm going to trust that. I'm going to trust that he's making the proper decision because he can see the future and I can't. See, brothers and sisters, that's what faith is. It's not that whatever I pray for, he'll give me. That's not faith, brothers and sisters. And that particular ideology or way of thinking will lead you to the pit, brothers and sisters. Now, guess what? Solomon is going to teach us the danger in that ideology by going to Proverbs 14 and 14. Let's see. Let's see what we have here, brothers and sisters. Proverbs 14, verse 14. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. And a good man shall be satisfied from himself. It says the good man. <laughs> the good man is here put in contrast with the backslider, brothers and sisters. Could you read that one more time? <clears throat> Verse 14. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. And a good man shall be satisfied from himself. He shall be what? He shall be satisfied from himself. Brothers and sisters, contentment is the science of thankfulness. When it says satisfied of himself, this is talking about being content, brothers and sisters. See? So it's folly to be credulous, brothers and sisters. What's the next scripture saying, brother? Verse 15. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. Look at that. So if it sounds good and it's something they want to be true, they'll believe it. <laughs> you seeing that, brothers and sisters? He said that's simple. We have a tendency to believe what we agree with, and that's dangerous, brothers and sisters. The thoughtless yielding to this tendency will prove to be destructive. Let's read those two scriptures again, brothers and sisters. Proverbs 14, verse 14. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. See, so most believe impulsively for what they can, or what they concur with, brothers and sisters. Why? Because they're incentivized to do so. And guess what? You're being played like a violin, brothers and sisters. It tells you that the backslider in heart showing you it starts in the heart. <laughs> and then it goes outwards, brothers and sisters. So it's a danger in believing that faith means whatever I'm asking for, he's going to give me. That's not faith. Faith is when he doesn't give me what I'm asking for, I trust him and still continue on the path. Because what happens when God says no? Can you, can you, can you accept that? Many of us cannot. We only follow God when we agree with what he's telling us. And that's dangerous, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you that. Let's go to Proverbs, brother. Uh, we'll go to Proverbs 3 and 5. We'll read 5 through 8, brother. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Do what, brother? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. If trust in the Most High is to be true, it must be complete. And lean not unto thine own understanding. And do what? And lean not unto thine own understanding. Trust in the Most High completely means to decide to put away our own understanding, brothers and sisters. 
In all thy ways acknowledge him. Do what, brother? In all thy ways acknowledge him. Acknowledge means to ask counsel at his mouth. And he shall direct thy path. See? So, direction, brothers and sisters. This is the Moshe's response to those who trust him, brothers and sisters. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Do what, brother? Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Let's read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. Proverbs 3, verse 7. Be not wise in thine own eyes. So it's telling you, when we rely upon self, brothers and sisters, it always leads to disappointment. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be healthy to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. See, so promises physical well-being for those who live wisely according to his will. It says, can you read it again, brother? Verse 8. It shall be healthy to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. So look at that. That's health, brothers and sisters. That's physical well-being. So if you acknowledge him in all your ways, you'll live a long life, brothers and sisters. See? So that's crystal clear there, brothers and sisters. The key part is verse 5. Can we read that again? Verse 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. That is the key. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Because I understand that sometimes when we don't acknowledge him or ask him, it's because we know that the answer is probably no. We already know that. Some things you know is not right. You know you don't want it for the right reasons. <laughs> you know you can't handle it. So instead of, you know... Asking at his mouth or acknowledging him, what happens? I just, you know, I'll just go ahead and try to do it myself. Because if I ask him and he say no, and then I'm still going to do it. <laughs> so instead of, you know, one brother said uh, years ago, he said, I'd rather ask for forgiveness than for permission. I'm like, brother, you're going to die if you continue to operate like that. Uh, you really don't do that, brother. Because you may not have a chance to ask for forgiveness, brother. So in all thy ways acknowledge him. Now men, brothers who are listening to this, if you're in a relationship, right? You would definitely want the woman that you're with to ask, you know, do you mind if this? What do you want for this? And a lot of the things brothers don't even really care about. They just want to be acknowledged. <laughs> See? So guess what? The most high, he's the same way. He want to be acknowledged, brothers and sisters. He wants to be acknowledged. Brothers and sisters, please follow us to Psalms chapter 84, verse 5. Psalms 84, verse 5. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. What did that say, brother? Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. Look at that. Happy is he who walks in the way which the Most High God has appointed. In whose heart are the ways of them. In what, brother? In whose heart are the ways of them. So guess what, brothers and sisters? Nothing is more injurious to a man who trusts in his own understanding. <laughs> Look at that closely. <laughs> Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 5, blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, and whose heart are the ways of them. See, so this magnifies failure as a result of pursuing your own will. 
It says, blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. <laughs> Look at that closely, brothers and sisters. Advancement cannot be attained by any man's strength, brothers and sisters. And I, I, I thank the Most High God that he made that very clear to me. And usually you want to you wanna learn from the Most High without him having to break you down, brothers and sisters. Because with our people, according to the Bible, the characteristic of stiff-necked and obstinate has been linked with our people from Genesis all the way to the Apographer, brothers and sisters. So if it's not my way, the Most High is saying, my people, my children, if they have their heart set on something, it's very hard for them to relinquish that. He knows that about us, brothers and sisters. That's something that's inherent amongst us, brothers and sisters. Naturally, we are that way. We think that our way is the best way, and it's the only way. In fact, I can't be happy if I don't have this, or I don't do it this way. I can't even be happy. I can't even, I can't. We feel very strongly about everything. We're very passionate people, but that can work against you, brothers and sisters. Let's show you. Brother Joshua, let's go to the let's go to the epistles, brother. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter one. We'll read verse twenty five, brother. First Corinthians one verse twenty five. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. Read that again. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Look at that. Our conflict with the Most High's instruction is evidence of our weakness, brothers and sisters. Why? Could you read that one more time? Because of the foolish because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. See? So even the wisest person is a fool if he cannot recognize God's wisdom, brothers and sisters. We are not smart enough to comprehend the Most High's most elementary thoughts, brothers and sisters. The foolishness of the Most High, not saying the Most High is foolish, but the Most High have things that's not even deep, but it's deep to you. <laughs> that's the whole deal, brothers and sisters. His weakness, not that he has any, but if he did, brothers and sisters, will be stronger than the strongest of us, brothers and sisters. And this is critical because a lot of times the Bible tells you that knowledge puffeth up, up, brothers and sisters. So we get to know scriptures and some things and then we become arrogant, brothers and sisters. That's the danger in wisdom also. The Bible tells you the more you learn, the more humble you should become. But for some reason, a spirit comes on us. Where now we think we know everything. We just found out you're Israel two days ago. And now you think you should be able to tell your whole family and everything else. <laughs> the Most High is like, trust me. Why? Because my foolishness is wiser than your best thoughts. Let's go to Proverbs, brother. Let's go to Proverbs. To, uh, let's go to Proverbs 28 and 26. As a springboard. Proverbs 28 verse 26. <clears throat> he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. Read that again brother please. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. Self-sufficiency ensues beyond all doubt our ultimate disappointment. Brothers and sisters. But whoso walketh wisely he shall be delivered. But who what brother? But whoso walketh wisely 
he shall be delivered. He that walks wisely, trust not his own heart, obviously, because you're seeing a contrast there, brothers and sisters. Look at it closely. Can you uh, read that again, brother? Verse 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. See? So not only is the heart ignorant of itself, but it deceives itself. Brothers and sisters, we have to learn that because only a fool trusts in his own strength and merit. Brothers and sisters, he that trusts his own heart is a what? He that trusteth his own heart is a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. See, so he who dependeth upon himself shall fail, shall fall, brothers and sisters. Your God is telling you, put it in my hands. Allow me to do it. Because guess what? If you get yourself in a situation, I may not, I may have to let you just learn the hard way. Because it's telling you, if you walk wisely, you will be delivered. So if the father tells you, no, don't go that way. And you go that way. It's likely he, he'll keep you alive, but you're going to have to deal with the repercussions of it. <laughs> he'll have mercy. You won't die. But you're going to have to deal with the the ramifications for, you know, disregarding my instruction. So we have to learn that, brothers and sisters, not to trust your own heart. For me, I understand whatever my heart is usually telling me, especially initially, brothers and sisters, it's wrong. Because there's something in us. Jeremiah tell you the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. How many times have you changed your mind? How many times have one day you felt this way and then two weeks later you feel something different? He said, don't trust your own heart. Trust the one that gave you the heart. Trust the one that created your heart. Trust that one. Faith, brothers and sisters. Trust, brothers and sisters. Today's lesson is trust issues, brothers and sisters. And we already, we've already read that it's impossible to please your God, my God, our God without trusting him, brothers and sisters. Without trust, there can be no relationship. Let's go to Jeremiah, brother. We're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 through 7. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. <clears throat> Thus said the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm." And whose heart departed from the Lord. So if you make decisions even partially influenced by your heart, according to the Bible, you are a fool. Brothers and sisters, could you read that again? Verse 5. Thus said the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. If you're trusting yourself, you're trusting in man. And maketh flesh his arm. Now when it says maketh flesh his arm, it's saying making what you can do your strength. That's what that's saying, brothers and sisters. And whose heart departeth from the Lord. So true wisdom, brothers and sisters, is learning to mistrust your heart. Reject its voice, brothers and sisters. Consider where we have placed our trust and on whom we've anchored our hope, brothers and sisters. He doesn't want you to rely on yourself. He wants you to rely on him. He is your God. He is your father. He wants you to rely on him. Don't try to do this on your own. Trust me, even if you don't agree with me. He doesn't need you to agree. <laughs> he needs your obedience, brothers and sisters. All throughout the text, the literature, the Bible, that is. 
brothers and sisters. Your understanding his will is not required. Your obedience to his will is required. Continue, brother, please. Jeremiah 17, verse 6. For he shall be like the heat in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. In what, brother? In a salt land, and not inhabited. So, brothers and sisters, look at this closely, because this magnifies the serious consequences of continuing in unbelief. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 6. For he shall be like the heat in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabit. So a person living under harsh circumstances would, excuse me, a person living under, excuse me, I'm sorry, brothers and sisters, a person living under harsh circumstances which will do what? Not be fruitful because it's dry. There's a lack of fruitful production. That's what it's saying when it says he shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness. That means dry, brothers and sisters. Where it's dry, there can be no fruit, brothers and sisters. So he's saying if you continue to distrust me, you're going to have a lack of fruitful production. See? Continue, brother, please. Verse 7. <clears throat> Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. See, do you see the contrast between 6 and 7, brothers and sisters? Let's read it from the top, brother. Let's read 5, 6, and 7, please. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. Thus said the Lord, Cursed be the man that that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heat in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Now look at that. That's a metaphor, brothers and sisters. And guess what? That metaphor illustrates an unproductive life, brothers and sisters. He can't allow you to be productive doing it your way. Why? Because if he lets you have success doing it your way, it'll be hard (laughs) for you to do it his way from there on out. Because why? You were successful doing it your way. See, so he can't allow it, brothers and sisters. Anytime you've had success doing it the wrong way, it makes it harder to come back, brothers and sisters. Now, when we were in the world, before we understood who we are, what our responsibility was, I'm sure some of us had some success Brothers and sisters, doing it our way. Usually, the back end of that success, it turned out to not be success at all. What should we do? Verse 7. Verse 7. Blessed is a man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the water. Now look at that, see? (laughs) Look at that. What happens to a tree planted by waters? Fruit, brothers and sisters, are you seeing that? <laughs> the man that or woman that trusts in the Most High, he shall what? Read verse 8, brother. Verse 8. For he shall be as the tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, <clears throat> and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green. But what? But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the years of drought. 
Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Neither what, brother? Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Look at that. Talk about production. It said, listen, if you're a tree planted by living waters, what happens? An abundance of fruit, brothers and sisters. And we must be fruitful. <laughs> he said, look, I'll allow you to be fruitful. I want you to be fruitful. <laughs> you belong to me. But you can only do that if you trust me. If you trust yourself, you're going to be like you're in a desert. <laughs> you're going to be in a parched land with salt. <laughs> so look at that, brothers and sisters. Read the next scripture, brother, please. Verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things. What did it say? The heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately wicked who can know it. Don't trust that heart, brothers and sisters. Your heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Not some things. Not one thing. Not two things. All things. And Satan understands this. So he will play with that, brothers and sisters. He will play with your heart to deceive you. Brothers and sisters, we have to learn to go against our heart. And that's a hard thing. But when you when you finally accomplish that, brothers and sisters, you will have a happy life. Why? Because you're not driven by your emotions. A lot of people are in the back seat while their emotions are driving them all over the place. Brothers and sisters, take control of your life by doing what? Trusting the Most High. Having faith. Let's go to Psalms, brother, please. We're going to go to Psalms, uh, chapter 118, verse 8. Please follow us. Psalms 118, verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. What did that say, brother? It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. See, to trust in a man is to pursue a shadow, brothers and sisters. Trusting in the Most High God over our feelings begins with faith. I even have to tell my wife occasionally, you know, I'm just a man. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not going to always say the right thing at the right time. I'm a man. I'm a man of God, but only God is going to be perfect. Only the most high is going to be perfect. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse eight. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. See, so having faith in the most high over our feelings means his will over ours, brothers and sisters. See? Many are serving the God of their feelings rather than the God of the Bible, brothers and sisters. So we have to learn how to live beyond our feelings. That's where we're at today, brothers and sisters. That's where we're at today. We have to be able to control ourselves, brothers and sisters, and actually operate on the outside of how I personally feel or how I what I personally agree with. Because that's not faith, brothers and sisters. That's, that's stubbornness. That's being stiff-necked. That's being obstinate, brothers and sisters. In Israel, according to Paul, according to Christ, according to Moses, have always had that particular struggle, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Proverbs, brother Joshua. Proverbs 11 Verse 28. What does that say, brother? Proverbs 11 and 28. He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. Now look at this closely, brothers and sisters, because man has a proclivity to trust in the creation 
more than the creator. Look at it closely. What did it say, brother? Verse 28. He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as the branch. Now, brothers and sisters, it's telling you, he who trusts in riches shall fall like leaves in autumn. Brothers and sisters, look at it. You notice how it said fall and then branch? What is it talking about? <laughs> See? So riches were never true to any that trusted in them, brothers and sisters. The Bible tells you that what? Money is a defense. So yeah, it helps. But you can't trust in that. You can't trust in that. Read that one more time, brother, before we move on. Verse 28. He that trusteth in his riches shall fall. But the righteous shall flourish as a branch. But what, brother? But the righteous shall flourish as a branch. See? So placing confidence in material possessions is a species of idolatry, brothers and sisters. It's idolatry. The uh, I had a brother tell me one time, a pretty wealthy brother, many years ago. Only wealthy people or only rich people know that money don't answer, <laughs> you know, don't fix your problems. It's only us, you know, who grew up not really having it, who believe if I just had money, my problems would be fixed. No, it wouldn't. Your bills may be paid, <laughs> but there's certain things that can't be fixed with money, brothers and sisters. The faith that you have when you take a dollar into a store to buy a piece of bubble gum, that you'll be able to buy that bubble gum, that same type of faith you need to have in the most high. Because I don't know anyone who thinks they're going to go into the store, put a piece of bubblegum on the table, give a dollar, and they say, well, nah. <laughs> exactly. So you have the faith that that dollar will work. You need to have that same level of faith for the most high. Brothers and sisters. Me too. We're going to go to Psalms. Chapter 127. We're going to have Brother Joshua read verse 1 and 2. What does that say, Brother? Psalms 127, <clears throat> verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman walketh but in vain. Waketh in vain. Read that one more time, please, Brother. Look at this closely, brothers and sisters. Psalms 127, verse 1. <clears throat> Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it, except the Lord keep the city. The watchman waketh, but in vain. Any plans that exclude the Most High will be rendered futile and fruitless. That's what it's telling you, brothers and sisters. It is vain for you to rise up early. It is what? It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth. His beloved sleep. So look at that. The work of man is of no value without the blessing of the Most High, brothers and sisters. So we should diligently seek to apply this truth in every facet of our lives. Let's read it from the top, brother. Psalms 127, verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for he giveth his beloved sleep. See, so all human effort will be rendered unsuccessful unless we have the Lord's blessing, brothers and sisters. 
See? That's key, brothers and sisters. Acknowledge him in all your ways because usually you put a lot of work into something, but it's not his plan. And when that happens, you frustrate yourself and then you get angry with God. And I'm here to tell you, heaven will not go, you know, <laughs> heaven will not be bankrupt because you have an attitude. That'll never happen. He said, unless he built the house, all your labor is for nothing. For you to rise up early, sit back late, and you're doing that for nothing because you didn't acknowledge him. It's not going to work. So you have to, brothers and sisters, you have to be very cognizant. You must be cerebral on how you do things, brothers and sisters, because what happens, especially when you've made a choice to dedicate yourself to the Most High, what you'll have is abnormal failure. Watch out for that. When you're doing all the things that should be working and work for everyone else, but it don't work for you. <laughs> See, when you have a calling on your life, you don't get success where other people get success. And you have to understand that, brothers and sisters. You have to be very, very careful with abnormal failure. Because I, I talk to brothers and counsel brothers and, you know, they're like, well, I did this, I did that and did this, but it's not working. I'm like, well, yeah, brother. <laughs> Because there's something spiritual you have to do to get a physical answer. I, I, I'm not going to say I always knew that, but the Most High did teach me that over the last 10 years. That what you, what you want from me, son, there's a spiritual thing that you need to do before I give you what you want, son. So here it is. We're learning faith, brothers and sisters. We're learning faith. Brother Joshua, let's go to Wisdom of Solomon in the Apocrypha, brother. Trust issues, brothers and sisters. We're dealing with faith here. We're going to read Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 3. We'll read 9 through 11. Wisdom of Solomon 3, verse 9. They that put their trust in him shall understand the truth. And such as be faithful in love shall abide with him. For grace and mercy is to his saints, and he hath care for his elect. But the ungodly shall be punished according to their own imaginations, which have neglected the righteous and forsaken the Lord. For whoso despiseth wisdom and nurture, he is miserable, and their hope is vain. And what? And their hope is vain. Their labors unfruitful. Their what, brother? Their labors unfruitful, and their works unprofitable. <laughs> Look at that, brothers and sisters. Refusal to trust the Most High completely is rebellion. It's 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 negligence, brothers and sisters. It says, "Can you read verse nine again, brother?" Verse nine: They that put their trust in Him shall understand the truth, and such as be faithful in love shall abide with him for grace and mercy is to his saints and he hath care for his elect now the key part brothers and sisters it says they that put their trust in him shall understand brothers and sisters after you trust him you get the understanding <laughs> you're not going to always understand it before brothers and sisters it, all of us can reflect and say well you know what I knew I shouldn't have did that 
And then years later, you're like, I really wish I listened to the most high. I really wish I listened to my conscience that was telling me, don't go there. Don't talk to him. Don't talk to her. Don't hang out with that brother. Don't hang out with that sister. See? You don't need to understand it. You'll understand it after you trust him, brothers and sisters. See? He's trying to protect you. Continue, brother, please. Verse 10. But the ungodly shall be punished according to their own imaginations, which have neglected the righteous and forsaken the Lord. For whoso despiseth wisdom and nurture. So if you despise his instruction, he is miserable, and their hope is vain, their labors unfruitful, and their works unprofitable. Brothers and sisters, the question is, if you don't trust God, who do you trust? Who can be more worthy of your trust? That's the question. And whoever that is, is an idol. <laughs> whoever you trust more than the Most High is an idol. And if it's you, then you're dealing with what they call self-idolatry. You trust yourself over you, you know, over trusting the Most High. <laughs> who could be more worthy of your trust than the God that woke you up? Than the God who gave you breath? <laughs> See? Ask yourself that question, brothers and sisters. If you don't trust God, who do you trust? And whoever that is, is an idol, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Isaiah 26, verse 3, brother Joshua. Isaiah 26, verse 3. That will keep him in perfect peace. What did that say? That will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Perfect peace is a result of faith, brothers and sisters. Look at it closely. Could you read that again? Verse 3. That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Because what? Because he trusteth in thee. Perfect trust is blessed with perfect peace, brothers and sisters. It says he'll keep him in perfect peace. See, look at that, brothers and sisters. To be thoroughly devoted to him secures both stability and peace. <laughs> See, that's the key. You can have peace no matter what's transpiring in your life, brothers and sisters. Everything could be out of order and out of place. But if you trust the most high and that he has his hand on all of this, because let me tell you something, brothers and sisters, the most high, he's not shocked <laughs> with, with your circumstances. Now, that would be something. If the Most High was as shocked as you are with certain things, I would have to re-examine my whole relationship. <laughs> the Most High is not amazed with what you're going through. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, we must discipline our minds to rehearse and remember this principle. And what is that principle, Brother Joshua? Verse 4. 3. Verse 3. That will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. See, so when I see a person who's, who, you can tell they're not peaceful. They, they're all worried and they're frantic with anxiety. I understand that their mind is not on the most high. Their mind is on whatever their issue is. If you keep your mind on him, brothers and sisters, you will find peace. I've had brothers and sisters who go through something that would be absolutely traumatizing to anyone else. 
And I've had brothers say, I don't know why, but I have a sense of peace. I'm okay. Uh huh. I know why. <laughs> I know why you're okay. Because it's in the hands of the Most High. It's not in your hands. You trust in the Most High God, the Great I Am. That's a sign, brothers and sisters. The response to keeping your mind on Him, trusting Him, is perfect peace, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Matthew, brother. We're going to go to the gospel. We're going to read Matthew 7, uh, 21 through 23. Brother Joshua. Matthew 7, verse 21. Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Now this is key because this is the Messiah talking. This is Christ. Could you read that again, brother? Verse 21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Now this is key because he's saying everyone who claims to follow me is not getting in. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. What? I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Brothers and sisters, that is, uh, that is very scary. Brothers and sisters, for you to be at that day and to think you did all this deep stuff. <laughs> well, I followed this. I, I told people about you, Father. I, I did with the Sabbath. <laughs> And then he say, I don't know you depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I need you to ask yourself a question, brothers and sisters. What is obligatory for rendering of association? Because it's saying that they prophesied in your name. I didn't cast out devils. I did a lot of good works. <laughs> so you're telling me that a person who could be prophesying and casting out demons and following the laws in the Bible could be told, I don't know you. The question is, what is required to gain his notoriety, brothers and sisters? Let's find it. Let's go to Nahum, brother. We're going to go to Nahum. Uh, Nahum chapter 1, verse 7. Nahum 1, verse 7. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knoweth them that trust in him. Read that again, brother. Verse 7. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knoweth them that trust in him. Look at that. <laughs> Those who trust the Most High are they whom the Most High knows. <laughs> you see, brothers and sisters? He approves, owns, and preserves those who trust him. So when Christ said, depart from me, I don't know you, what is that telling you? Let's read that one more time, brother. Nahum 1, verse 7. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. A stronghold in the day of trouble, which means when everything is shaken, when there's a whirlwind coming, he will be, he will be firm, brothers and sisters. When there's a hurricane coming, if you're planted in Christ... You will not be moved. Verse 7. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. 
and he and he knoweth them that trust in him. And he what, brother? And he knoweth them that trust in him. See? So it highlights the intimate relationship the Most High has with those who trust him, brothers and sisters. According to this text here, faith is what distinguishes true saints from strangers, brothers and sisters. See? He knows them that trust him. So you could be prophesying in his name and healing people, casting out devils. But if you don't trust him, he does not know you, which is telling you what? Without trust, without faith, it's impossible to have a relationship, brothers and sisters. Now, you can take that and, and put it in, uh, you know, a, um, a, a physical uh, from from a physical perspective, just in a regular relationship. I can't if I if I think that a brother around me may steal my wallet, I'm not going to be around that brother. I don't trust that brother. Also, if I'm in a relationship or you're or somebody's in a relationship and there's no trust, then there's no reason for a relationship. If I don't trust you or you don't trust me, I, I mean, what are we doing here? That's what Christ was saying. That's what the Most High was saying. I know those who trust me. And those who are devoid of that particular level of faith, I do not know. Because if you knew me, you would trust me. Let's go to John, brother. 8 and 47. John chapter 8. We'll read verse 47. John 8, verse 47. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not. Because ye are not of God. Mm. <laughs> Read that again, brother. Verse 47. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not. Because ye are not of God. See? So those who neglect the Most High's instruction demonstrate that they are not of the Most High. Brothers and sisters. Why? Because if you were of Him, you would obey Him. Brothers and sisters. Are you seeing that clearly? Uh, let's read verse 44, brethren. John 8, verse 44. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. Look at that. Brothers and sisters, those who belong to the Most High are predisposed to obey Him. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> He said, "You don't hear me." You know, you, He said, "Listen, <laughs> he that hears the words of God is because you belong to me. If you don't hear me, that's because you're not of me." That's crystal clear, brothers and sisters. So people can act like you know. I, people act like they don't know what's right or the most high didn't answer. He probably did answer. The answer was no. See, and if you didn't hear from him, that's even worse because that means you don't belong to him. That's why you're not hearing from him. See, brothers and sisters, Christ said, listen, I know those who trust me and those who don't put their faith in me or trust me. I have nothing to do with them. I don't know these people. Depart from me. And that will crush you. That would be crushing, brothers and sisters. 
could be healing people and following the law and all this stuff, but then not have faith. And the kind of faith we're talking about is when you don't get what you want. What do you do? <laughs> See, that one time I say no. Sisters know what I'm talking about. That's when you really see who someone is. Nah, brother, I can't do it. <laughs> see? Examine this closely, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, please follow us to Hosea chapter 6, verse 3. Hosea 6, verse 3. Then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. Brothers and sisters, relentless compliance is to be scripturally acquainted with his character. Look at it closely. Can you read that again? Verse 3. Then shall we know, if we follow on to, the, to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. See? So we're reading divine acquaintance in the means of acquiring it, brothers and sisters. See? It says if you follow to know, if you follow to know the most high, his going forth is it's just like the morning, brothers and sisters. The morning is gonna come every day. <laughs> Okay, so faithful pursuit has its consequences, brothers and sisters. It has its consequences. We're going to go to Psalms 62, verse 8. Please follow us there, brothers and sisters. Psalms 62, verse 8. Trust in him at all times. Do what? Trust in Him at all times. So withholding any area of your life from His control is actually refusing to trust Him. Trust, verse 8. Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Could you read that again? Verse 8. Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. He is a what, brother? God is a refuge for us. So trust which produces obedience results in the Most High's blessings and approval, brothers and sisters. We can't be selectively obedient and still please the Most High. It says pour out your heart before Him. So, brothers and sisters, we must not be discriminatory in obedience. Trust in him at all times. And guess what? The emphasis must be upon the continuity of the trust. Are you seeing that? It says trust in him at all times. That's the continuity right there. <laughs> we have to embody that, brothers and sisters. Why? Because, because occasional trust is continual infidelity. Same way it is in a, in a regular relationship with some friends or, you know, in, with, a, in a, with a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. I have to be able to continually do this. Consistency, brothers and sisters. That's the difference between a good, between a difference between good and greatest consistency, brothers and sisters. So we have to learn how to trust them. 
Because that's what faith is. Even when it doesn't look like it's not aesthetically pleasing, I still trust him. That's what that's what we saw initially, brothers and sisters, in Habakkuk. So we're learning this, brothers and sisters. We have to learn to, to trust him. Because what's coming, brothers and sisters, we're getting towards the end. What's coming? You're going to have to trust him. Trust his word, brothers and sisters. When he say all things work out for the good of those who love him, you have to trust that. Which means even if what he's telling you, you think doesn't benefit you, if you trust him, then you trust what that scripture says. That it'll work out for you. That the Most High doesn't put more on you than, than you can handle, brothers and sisters. More than you can manage. See, all of that you have to trust, brothers and sisters. That the Most High knows better than you, or He knows better than me, brothers and sisters. We have to have faith to do the right thing, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Psalms 18 and 30. Psalms 18, verse 30. As for God, His way is perfect. The Lord, of, the word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. Brothers and sisters, a buckler is a battle shield. So he's saying he's a shield to all those that trust Him. Could you read that one more time? Verse 30. As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. See, so the Most High's guidance is infallible, without flaw, brothers and sisters. There's no defects, weaknesses, or imperfections in it. How do we know? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 30. As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. See, that's how we know it's no defects. It says His word has been tried. It's been tested. He is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. Now, brothers and sisters, he advises us to strive in nothing that God forbids and leave nothing undone that God commands, brothers and sisters. Because guess what? He's a buckler to those who trust him, which means he will protect those who trust him. So if you do what he tells you to do, you're protected. <laughs> See? You're protected. And that's what, what I understand, brothers and sisters. If the Most High tell me to do something, I have to have the courage to do and believe that I'm going to be okay. Even if somebody else is, is against what somebody else want me to do, brothers and sisters. Or is what, against what my job want me to do. Or my wife want me to do. I have to believe if I do what he said do, I will be protected. That's faith. That's trust, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Jeremiah. 7 and 24. We're almost done here, brothers and sisters. Jeremiah 7, verse 24. But they hearken not, nor incline their ear, but walk in counsels and in the imagination of their evil heart, and went backward. And did what? And went backward. And did what, brother? And went backward and not forward. Look at that. <laughs> Refusing to yield to his will results in regression. Brothers and sisters, could you read that one more time? Verse 24. But they hearken not, nor incline their ear. They did not listen. 
but walked in the counsels and in the imagination of their evil heart. They did what they wanted to do. And went backward and not forward. So here we're reading the consequences for disobedience, brothers and sisters. <laughs> he magnifies our own ineptitude as it pertains to decision making, brothers and sisters. See? <laughs> He's saying, listen, you, you're going backwards instead of forward. And sometimes we look back and say, man, if I would have made a different choice at that time, I could be so far ahead. I'm so behind because I wanted to do it my way. Brothers and sisters. See? Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 24. But they hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsel, in the counsels and the imagination of their evil heart, and went backward and not forward. So there's a penalty brothers and sisters, for backpedaling away from God's instructions. That's crystal clear. Disobedience, brothers and sisters. It's like quicksand. The more you struggle, <laughs> the more trouble you have, brothers and sisters. And when it says the imagination of the evil heart, brothers and sisters, you know that your mind, that when the scripture talks about your heart, it's talking about your mind, brothers and sisters. When we have our mind set on certain things, brothers and sisters, the children of Israel, they struggle with reformation, brothers and sisters. Once their mind is set on something, the whole deal is this. You have to learn to be able to go against how you feel. Trust somebody else more than you trust yourself, brothers and sisters. Because that's the only way. Or you will end up behind brothers and sisters, you will continue to regress, brothers and sisters. The father is saying, listen, if you would have made a left here, then made a right there, and then made a left there, you would have been all the way up here. But because you wanted to do what you wanted to do, you wanted to do what? <laughs> you wanted to make three rights, <laughs> which did what? <laughs> three rights put you in a square, brothers and sisters. You've gone nowhere. You've gone nowhere. So we have to trust him, brothers and sisters. Let's go to uh, Job, brother. 13 and 15. Look at this closely, brothers and sisters, please. Job 13, verse 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. What did it say? Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Though he slay me. But I will maintain my own ways before him. Look at that. So confidence in the Most High is a constant necessity, even in misfortune, brothers and sisters. It says, though you slay me, <laughs> even though I'm afflicted, even though you're, you're correcting me, I still trust you. Read that again, brother, please. Verse 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will, I will maintain my own ways before him. I will what, brother? But I will maintain my own ways before him. Many times we practice selective listening, brothers and sisters. And it's not for us to pick and choose when to acquiesce. The question is, are there restrictions on what you're willing to execute for the most high? Ask yourself that, brothers and sisters. Because I know a lot of people. Who, you know, um, are still growing, still learning, like all of us, including me, 
brothers and sisters. And they, they want the Most High to come into their life. So he comes in. And then when he comes in, they're like, well, no, don't, don't move that vase. Oh, don't move the couch right there. Oh, oh, don't, don't touch that. Don't touch that. The Most High, when he come in, he, he come in to shake everything up, brothers and sisters. He's coming in to lead you. He can't come into your life and then don't touch anything, <laughs> brothers and sisters. But this is what we want. This is what we want, brothers and sisters. Are there restrictions on what you're willing to execute? Because I know some people who say, yeah, I, you know, I follow the law, you know, eat the right things, Sabbath and all that. But there's certain things, individual things that he's telling you that you're unwilling to relinquish. Those are the things that you have to deal with, brothers and sisters. There are certain things that's not even written in ink that he's told you directly. And we're unwilling to relinquish that. That will be your destruction, brothers and sisters. Why? Because conditional obedience is defiance. It's insubordination, brothers and sisters. Though you slay me, I will trust him. Even when I don't get my way, even when it hurts me, I will trust you and I will maintain my way before you. That means I will not go off the path even though I'm hurt by this decision or I didn't get what I wanted or I had to be corrected with a rod. Are you seeing that, brothers and sisters? Conditional obedience is disobedience, brothers and sisters. You have to do it even when you don't like it, even when you don't agree, because that, that is what he's looking for, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Psalms, uh, chapter 115, verse 11, brother Joshua. What does that say, brother? Psalms 115, verse 11. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help. And their shield. What did that say? Verse 11. Ye that fear the Lord. Trust in the Lord. He is their help. And their shield. Brothers and sisters. There's a correlation between fear and trust. When it comes to the Most High. As you're seeing it here. Reverential and filial fear of the Most High. Is analogous to trusting him. Brothers and sisters. Let's read that one more time brother. Verse 11. Ye that fear the Lord. Trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. He is their what, brother? He is their help and their shield. So look at that. He is a defense of all who put their confidence in him, brothers and sisters. He's a help, which means he will provide you. And guess what? He will shelter you. He will shield you. He will protect you, brothers and sisters. It's never a wrong, you know, it's never a bad time to do the right thing, brothers and sisters. Whatever he's telling you to do, have the courage of your conviction, brothers and sisters, to do that. Whatever he said, give it to him on credit. <laughs> I'm going to praise you before I see it, Father, because you're good for it. <laughs> That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking for. And if you don't give it to me, Father, I trust that too, because there's a reason why you didn't give it to me right now. There's a reason. That's the test. How do you act when you don't get your way? That is the ultimate test. Brothers and sisters of faith. We're going to go to our last scripture for the for this lesson. It's going to be uh, Psalms 34, verse 8, 9, and 10. Brothers and sisters. 
Psalms 34, verse 8. O taste, and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. What did that say? Blessed is the man that trusted in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. There is no what? There is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack, and do, and do suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Look at that, brothers and sisters. It's telling you, if you trust in him, brothers and sisters, you will not be in need. You will not lack anything, brothers and sisters. Now, you lack a lot of things when you don't trust in him. <laughs> because you're trying to get everything through the work of your hand and what you can see. That's the thing. He doesn't want it to look like you can do it yourself, brothers and sisters. I've been in many over my, you know... My my years, brothers and sisters, there's been many times where I couldn't even fathom how I could get something done or how I'm going to get through something. And that's when he starts flexing his muscles, brothers and sisters. That's when he starts showing his power because he doesn't want you to, to see how you can get out of it. He wants to do it. He said, put it on, cast your cares on me and you'll be in need of nothing. Now that sounds like a, I mean, that sounds like a good deal to me. <laughs> that sounds like a great deal to me. For me to trust you, Father, even when I don't understand or agree and understand that you're going to provide for me. And even if I go into a place where I'm taking shots, where I'm taking arrows to the back, you're protecting me. Proverbial arrows, that is, brothers and sisters. So we just wanted to show you. It says, what did verse 10 say, brother? Verse 10, the young lions do lack. And suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. They shall not want for any good thing. See, that's the key. <laughs> it's, the, it's the good thing. So everything that's good, in his eye, he will provide in his time, brothers and sisters. But some of us, we want things that's not good. And those things you're going to want for, because he's not giving it to you, brothers and sisters. So what did we do? We wanted to show you how, how important, brothers and sisters, faith is according to God. Trust, brothers and sisters. And I know we have trust issues. I understand that. There's no, I mean, I've heard brothers and sisters say there's not much evidence of God in our life. I understand. It doesn't look like we're... <laughs> We're, we're the kings of the earth, does it? I understand. But it's not always what it looks like, brothers and sisters. It's not always what it looks like. So today's lesson, brothers and sisters, it was trust issues where we utilize biblical literature to show us the significance. The significance of obtaining that godly faith, brothers and sisters. And how do you get that faith? That faith comes through trials and tests. There's some things he's going to put you through or have already put you through. And that faith that you obtain through that trial, you're going to live off for the rest of your life, brothers and sisters. That's how he tests your faith. That's how he builds your faith. He has to bring you through the fire, brothers and sisters. You have to make it through the fire and know there's certain things that have transpired in our lives or are yet to come. And you're going to have to operate using your faith. And that faith will carry you for the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Brothers and sisters, I promise you that. 
We want to say Kwam Yashurala. Kwam Yashurala. Sin no more. Sin no more.